episode two already. We really uh, weren't anticipating to push out a second episode uh, just a week later, but a lot's happened um, locally and nationally. Uh, first of all, happy birthday, Grace. We turned eight today. Yay! Yay! Eight such, years old. Such a fun age. Uh, <laughs> uh, the biggest thing right now is coming out of Coyote County. Um, they had uh, dozens of people arrested uh, last week in uh, human trafficking again with the... Um, Homeland Security, uh, the operation that they discussed, it was on Fox 5, uh, didn't make the, the TV cycle, but it was on their website. Um, this is an effort to identify trafficking victims. So arrests are being made, but it's not so much to get the traffickers off the street, you know, that sounds weird, it's to identify victims. Um, and what's really crazy is, uh, which we all know Coyote County, and we know, um, you know the, the how rural it is and it's just, it's just right next door but so they had dozens of people arrested last week and then back in june uh this went down all right, let's take you through some other stories. Local headlines tonight, starting with 24 people who were arrested during a sex trafficking sting in Coweta County. The sheriff's office says it happened in a hotel in Noonan last week. Investigators say they saw hundreds of ads for prostitution targeting the area. Working with the Homeland Security's Human Trafficking and Child Exploitation Division, investigators set up meetings with the suspects from the ads, then made the arrest. Officers also confiscated drugs and fire arms drugs and firearms that goes hand in hand with it uh you gotta explain to me dr sullivan how does that happen in coyote county we've got over 40 human trafficking arrests in like 90 days right it's uh it's all tied to poverty so uh. much of it is and uh coyote county being so rural and and aside from that during these days of covid when there's been so much quarantining and uh, life is just different. So much more activity is online. And the traffickers know that and they go online just as well. And they, these traffickers prey on the vulnerable. Yeah, uh, they were saying it was coming from uh, hundreds of prostitution ads. So that's going to be Craigslist. Yeah, uh, things like that. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, I guess Facebook Marketplace we might, might have a place for it. But it, it's good that the Homeland Security is giving that attention. But it, it's also, it's it's a little unsettling that that could have easily been Bartow. I mean, that's Coyote County and Bartow. You know, we're not going to be that different. Uh, we, we both have our our uh, rural areas, our poverty areas, but um, that that was really surprising. I didn't even know, um, and I, I try to stay on top of all this. Back in June, uh, that was not Channel Five. That was not Channel Two. I think that was Channel Eleven, and it ran for one spot, and then it disappeared. And then when I um, I have, I have my alert to let me know on any kind of trafficking articles. I get that article today about um, last week uh, coming out of Coyote County on Fox 5, and I can't find any footage where it made TV. It looks like it just went to their website. That's right. That's right, Patrick. I think that's why it's so important we do what we're doing to keep it in front of the face of the public as much as possible. It is a crime that is hidden in plain sight. And just like most of the uh, media outlets are not covering this. Yeah, and if it does, uh, like we said in episode one, that the cycle is so short now, uh, there will be more coverage about a fly on Mike Pence's face than there is about the dozens of people who were arrested for human trafficking. That is sad but true. Yeah, and, and Coyote County is not alone with that. Uh, 
Birmingham, Jefferson County, Alabama, on October 5th, 15 people arrested for human trafficking. Um, so we've got Coeda County, which is your rural, and then you've got Birmingham, which is going to be uh, kind of like the very similar to Atlanta in a lot of ways. Uh, right. Um, so it, it's all over, and um, it's 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 getting very very prevalent. Uh, it seems like we we are getting more of these stories where dozens of people are arrested. You know, um, before it pop up and it would seem like one or two individuals were arrested, but mm-hmm. now it's it's not uncommon now. I mean, it's right. going on every other week, and there are just dozens of people yeah. being arrested. I guess what are they just. Uh, that these traffickers, whoever they're kicking up to, are just replacing them the second they get arrested? Oh, that's that's an easy thing to do. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, you can replace a person, uh, you, can, you can use a person over and over, and there's always another one in line. Right. And I think just what you're talking about there is so highlights the importance of the law enforcement community mm-hmm. and the role that they play, and then the private citizens uh, just being vigilant. Just, just uh, if you see, that old saying, if you see something, say something. Mm-hmm. Contact your lo- local law enforcement because this is uh, this is the way these things are developing. And it's a big deal that it's getting federal attention from those agencies because as soon as you cross state lines. Um, you know, it's going to be difficult for Coyote County Sheriff's Department to, to uh, mm-hmm. track a case if, uh, if you know, they have a, a report of a, a runaway teenager or something and it's out of state. Or, you know, there's a lot of stuff coming out of Iowa and central Kansas, which um, if we wanted to put every article that's popped up in the past week in the show, it would be a two-hour show today. Mm-hmm. But um, there was a lot coming out of Des Moines and, uh, and uh, Kansas, and they... If you're going to be trafficked out of uh, St. Louis and for whatever reason you're brought down to Coyote County and the Sheriff's Department is there, they don't have those resources. So it's really important that the feds are uh, are getting behind this. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of cha- changing gears from, though, from that, we, we have a report coming out of the National Human Trafficking Hotline. Um, and they have released a study uh, that covers from 2015 to 2019, and it's out of the state of Florida, and it says that human trafficking cases have doubled from 2015 to 2019, going from 418 in 2015 to 896 in 2019. They haven't released 2020s yet because they want to do it when it's full, but they're anticipating that it's going to be far greater than 2019. And then the Super Bowl is in Tampa in 2021, and we always know that when something like that is coming to town, that the traffickers over there are ready to benefit. Right, you're exactly right, and it's all about money. It's about making yeah. money. So you, so with something like the Super Bowl, you have a high concentration of individuals, and and it's a it's a um, it's a target area that provides big a big payoff for the traffickers so absolutely they're going to target these uh, sporting events super bowl uh even uh you know we've got the the playoffs of baseball going on yeah. right now so that's always although they're they're not you know fans aren't there in numbers like they have been it still provides somewhat of a uh a well, yeah, I mean, the players are in a bubble in houston and then, right. uh so there, there's going to be more people there than usual they're going to be out of towners when you have out of towners you have trafficking absolutely so 
Um, and the report, you know, it, it, even though it's it's very clear and very concise, it's not a, a big report when it gives those numbers from 2015 to 2019. Mm-hmm. But there's so little research that's being done that it's good to get just a droplet of information. Right, it is. And that that's always been my argument that we see all these big numbers globally and those big numbers uh, really don't help Oh the, yeah, the local. It, nothing is more infuriating than saying between 20,000 and 3.5 million people in Southeast Asia are traffic. <laughs> uh, you know, that's just... Right. So <laughs> I'm such an advocate for local, regional research, that micro rather than macro yeah. research to help the local entities get a handle on what's going on because uh, there, there's some commonalities across uh, regions and countries uh, but there are differences just as well, and we need to know those differences and see the actual numbers. Absolutely, and um, that, that's something that the the National Human Trafficking Hotline can mm-hmm. can uh, easily gather that data and analyze because of what they do. And speaking of hotlines, mm-hmm. Georgia's got a new one. That's what I hear. Yeah. So we discussed last episode that. Uh, Grace is being vetted by the CJCC, the Criminal Justice Coordinating Council, and that we will join their Group 6 for their Human Trafficking Task Force. The CJCC just partnered with state leaders, and they released a a statewide human trafficking hotline. Um, It it differs from the National Human Trafficking Hotline in that it serves Georgia, but it gets them connected with direct service organizations, which is what GRACE will be when we join the CJCC, when we make that partnership. So what that does for us and for, for those that we're trying to reach is, let's say, about that story we talked about last episode, uh, the woman out of Texas who was um, coercing Bangkok girls to come to the U.S., and then when they got here, she was trafficking them up in Minnesota. So let's say that that was taking place, but instead of them being in Minnesota, uh, they're in Coyote County, because apparently that's you know that's where they're going right now. Um, if, if one of those girls were to be aware of that CJCC statewide hotline, make that call, the CJCC sends aid, she is, uh, air quote, rescued, uh, brought out of that, mm-hmm. and then she would be directed to us for counseling services. Right, right, exactly yeah. right. We are uh, moving toward being a state vendor. Uh, yeah. That's right, uh, trained by the CJCC uh, for all these foreign-born nationals who are trafficked in the state of Georgia. Yeah. And what a way to celebrate eight years of this work. Uh, It has progressed in this direction all the way from kind of an awareness aspect to the work in Southeast Asia and now something really tangible here, just like what you're talking about, Patrick, here in Georgia. Yeah. Um, So uh, that that was kind of... uh, uh, unknown, I, we, you know, we uh, we weren't aware that that was going to go down, and then on October seventh, literally yesterday, they announced uh, had the uh, the press release about that hotline. So that will be something that directly affects us and directly affects right. our volunteers. Um, and so what we're looking at with our disaster relief, like we spoke about, and we've been talking about on Facebook and uh, the newsletter, um, what we're uh, we're right quick. Yeah, we have that hotline, don't we? It's a uh, that CJCC statewide uh, human trafficking hotline. It's a one eight six six E N D H T G A, which will be end human trafficking Georgia. One eight six six 
E-N-D-H-T-G-A. Um, so when, when it comes to the disaster relief, the biggest thing that we're going to need right now are we need those volunteers. We need, because uh, we have supply drives that are about to start rolling out. And what that entails is uh, we will have our truck set up. We will have our tent. We will have um, brochures. And you've, uh, uh, Angie, you've, you've ordered a lot of stuff that's going to be kind of the signage. Going to be uh, disseminated out against those mm-hmm. who come up to, to that. So what kind of stuff did you order? I actually have... Uh created right cards and and awareness signs yeah. uh, that are for um, our donation drives mm-hmm. for disaster relief and uh, it, and then it touches a little bit on how human trafficking escalates during disaster relief so okay, it's, it's, it's in there with the awareness campaign that we're doing it really basically. is mm-hmm. and then also uh, yeah, there's information about our work in Thailand okay. as well. Yeah, well, um, that what did it look like from the from the disaster, the supply drive standpoint is uh, we'll be at uh, different locations, um, but let's say for once we'll be in a, in a specific location here in Cartersville. We'll have our tent set up. We'll have our signage. We will be uh, throwing a lot of stuff out on social media about. Uh, getting donations from being the water or gift cards or whatever we're looking at doing and then whenever people come and give they get um, they get those pamphlets they they get those handouts and that'll help there so if you're interested in, in that um, it's not going to be uh, it's not going to be a very strenuous uh, uh, role but it would be a, a very important one because this is what we rely on when an emergency happens when a disaster happens we want to have these supply drives throughout the year where we can stockpile our our um our supplies and then be able to dispatch immediately rather than have to raise supplies after the fact and you know one thing i really like about your um your plan with this is that we aren't just going to be accepting anybody just because they show up and want to help these people will be vetted there's going to be background checks and we're going to make sure that child predators aren't joining our task force yeah uh, not name dropping but it's surprising yes it's surprising to to know um some of the most popular avenues yeah yeah yeah, out there Places that almost everyone listening would have absolutely heard from, uh, the lack of vetting that goes through with their volunteers, right. and uh, there have been cases where predators went in through that through that avenue. So, if you're interested in uh, in this uh, donation supply volunteer, um, you can uh, find us on Facebook. There'll be a link. Um, uh, in the podcast details that you can click on. Uh, so we're we're really excited. We'll get those dates out to you pretty quickly i'm hoping next week we can get some things lined up and you know patrick we have the volunteer uh form on our website yeah absolutely that's going to be with the link yeah the the link that we'll include we'll take you that volunteer form and then um uh yeah that's it for now um hopefully uh our next podcast we won't have that many uh news articles that's come out from local rest but uh we will uh, we will be back uh hopefully next week or or the week after Uh, y'all have a good one and stay safe